Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you're here listening to us today. If you're investing your time, uh, your valuable time, by the way, into our podcast, then it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So basically, if you want to like cultivate your own financial freedom, if you want to make more money, or if you want to quit your 9 to 5 job, or if you just want to increase your bottom line, maybe be a better investor, a better business owner, or to learn to be of service to others, then Business Bros would love to turn your self-employed business into an OPR business alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club. A.K.A. E equals MC squared. So please visit us at www.csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T dot com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Number one, what actions did I take today to reach my goal? Number two, what's holding me back from achieving my goal? And of course, number three, what am I waiting for? I need to schedule my free coaching call today. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's topic, which is making connections and building your mastermind team. Perfect. Building your mastermind team. Why Why do you even want to build a mastermind team? I am the mastermind of my team. Yeah, if that's true, then that's a problem. <laughs> right? So the people who you spend the majority of your time with, are they your mastermind team? Uh, not really. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't. Well, you know what? That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. Because you could be hanging around with people that are making more money than you. That's true. And you can be learning stuff through osmosis at the very least. At the very least. I mean, we're not here to say that the people you're hanging out with aren't uh, your entire mastermind team or part of your mastermind team. But the question that you need to ask yourself is, who am I spending the most, uh, the majority of my time with? And what, how is that helping me to reach my goals? I mean, look, I, I got similar examples, um, well, examples that I can share with you that are based on, like, some of the students at school, you know? Like, I have, and this is, this, you know, I, I try to tell people that when I when I relate a story from high school, it's kind of like a, almost like a fast forward, like a simulation of, you know, when I tell my students, you're going to grow up and you're going to become kind of what you are today. The social interactions that you're making today, the choices that you're making today tend to be continued as you go forward. Mm-hmm, that makes Hopefully sense. you learn from them and you learn to make some different choices along the way, but you tend to be the person who you are today, right? Yeah, I mean, by the time you're a senior in high school, you're, a lot of your foundation is set. Right. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that, that just is who you are. Of course, you grow and learn and you change and you adapt and you become somebody different from the time that you're 17 till, you know, double that age like I am right now. Mm. But, um, you know, it's not so bad, really. It really is. It really is. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so let me tell you a story then. So I got, go I got uh, a student who was uh, when I when he when I teach both ninth grade and seniors. Most of my classes are seniors, but I do have a ninth grade class. And I had this student when they were in ninth grade. And when they were in ninth grade, they got great grades. They would turn in all their homework. They asked questions and they scored well on tests. Great fast track. Mm-hmm. So he started hanging out with this girl that he liked. And she was kind of in a bad crowd. 
And, well, you know, boys kind of tend to follow girls, right? Yeah, they do. And so he ended up hanging out with this crowd, and then they became really good friends. Fast forward four years, and all of a sudden this kid He is, went from being non to being James. He Well, he's not totally bad because he's definitely oh, capable, right? <laughs> he's not getting straight Fs, right? He didn't do what you did. He didn't get straight Fs. But he's no longer, he didn't have that same drive that it be, he did before. Right. And and by the time he got to a senior year, I was like, dude, what happened? He's like, well, you know, I kind of fell behind a little bit. And then when I decided to get back on the horse, it was like, ah, forget it. I'm already here. Mm. Right. And I, I know there's a lot of people who kind of do that in their own lives. They start, you know, start down the wrong path. Oh, I'm just going to get a credit card just for emergencies. Oh, then I, you know, start spending a little bit of money on it. And oh, that's okay. I'm going to pay it off at the end of the month. And then all of a sudden, like something comes up in life and they can't really pay it off at mm-hmm. the end of the month. And, you know, uh, maybe, you know, they have some job issues and they struggle a little bit. And before you know it, they're finally at a position where they got their spending under control a little bit and Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. got a better job. But you know what? I'm already in this spot. I'm just going to keep going. You know, that's kind of the same thing that people do with their finances. And they never really stop digging into their hole. Right. And it kind of has to do with your surrounding and your mastermind team right it you have a mastermind team whether you like it or not it is the people that you hang out with the most Mm -hmm. it is that's just the way it is you know and it doesn't mean that they have to be you know when we're going to go into our description of the mastermind team they don't even have to be living people you know i spend a lot of time with tim and julie's real estate coaching because well they're living people they're living people, but I don't personally <laughs> know them. You know, right, like right. I haven't uh, been face to face. I, I, I think I know hand. what you're talking about. I mean, we used to talk about how uh, part of our mastermind team was somebody like Napoleon Hill or Earl Nightingale or Earl Nightingale. Both great men, but are d- gone. Yeah, from dead our- and gone. Yeah, <laughs> Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Right. Uh, all these people who have been more successful and m- maybe not necessarily in the same field as. I'm in, mm-hmm. but successful in their own rights because right. they do things that successful people do, right? They act like success, like successful people act and they spend their time continuously doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it, but they did it at the highest level and that's what made them successful. Right, right. They also had their own mastermind team. They right? definitely did, yeah. They had their own people around These them. These people didn't do everything that they did on their own. Absolutely not. Did they, you know, does it mean that you have to do work? Absolutely. Does it mean that you have to have drive and ambition and discipline? Absolutely. But they didn't do it on their own. You know, they had that extra help. The most successful men rarely do. The most successful men rarely do. Let's be honest. And the wise would probably say every successful man has a strong woman or loved one behind them pushing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? As the old saying goes, but it's 2018 now. Yeah, so we have, we have to twerk it just a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, as far as, you know, the people that you spend the majority of your time with, how much do they earn per year? Right. You take the average of that, and what? That's probably going to be your income, right? And more than likely. I mean, think about the people who you do spend the most time with, right? I mean, let's stop Let's stop there for a second. Let's, let's think about just in your own personal life, the mm-hmm. people who you hang out with the most. They're either... People at your workplace. Mm-hmm. There are people in your social circles. There right. are people who do similar things as you do, mm-hmm. which means they're probably in the same same financial area that you are in because you're doing the same types of things. Right. Your kids are participating in the same club ball or the same little league, or you go to the same church or you mm-hmm. eat at the same restaurants. These all have 
financial implications that kind of encompass what you guys do and right. how close you are. If you guys work together, you guys probably make about the same amount of money. If you go to the same church, then you probably live, or if your kids go to the same school, you probably live in the same area. So it's all, uh, you know, you guys are all have that in common, and there's a a baseline like a financial baseline right right and so you know thinking taking that into account of your mastermind team and you add up the people who you hang out with the most and you add up all their incomes divided by the number of people right that's how mm-hmm. we find the average that's probably what you're making right and yeah, you've never good. really probably gonna be pretty close and yeah. you've never probably you probably never really considered the implications of hanging out with those people now that being said, I don't want to put down any groups or anything like that. I'm saying everybody has their core friends, people you grew up with too. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you do have other time in your life, right? I spend a lot of time in my car, so I have podcasts going on all the time. And that's mm-hmm. how I interact with people in my mastermind team, right? These are the people that um, make a lot more money than me. Otherwise, I wouldn't really have access. How do I go and meet these people that have more money than me? It's not that easy. How do I meet those people who are more successful than me? They probably have busy schedules. How do mm-hmm. I meet with them? you got to find a way to get there. And that kind of leads into our next section. Which I is, was going to say, yeah. besides, besides the money then, what else is important about your mastermind team? Well, first of all, you can't be the smartest person on your mastermind team, right? I mean, okay, unless maybe you're a calculus teacher and your team is a group of other math teachers <laughs> right then maybe you're the smartest one when it comes to highest level of right. math but it doesn't mean that you know everything you know not. what's specific to your core subject yeah but you as a math teacher know well enough there's always multiple ways to look at a problem exactly so even if you're quote unquote the smartest one there's probably a problem that somebody else will solve like maybe you have the highest iq right you scored right. highest on that part of the test or whatever so you're the smartest one okay quote unquote but like somebody looks at a, the same problem as you but looks at it in a different way and they might solve it yeah don't you feel both, so, you both got to the answer don't feel so smart now though do you right okay <laughs> well but, but see that's the thing you you might both get to the answer you're just doing it in different ways right so w- what i mean by can't be the smartest person on your team is you can't be the one that everybody comes to for an answer you can't be that one person. Mm-hmm. You don't have all the answers, right? And that's kind of the part of being dependent on your on your team. And everybody's who's on your team has to be um, has to bring some sort of talent in, right? You have right. to have some sort of skill, something to contribute to your team, and that includes you. You can't be part of a good team if you're not contributing anything to this team, right? You have to bring in something of value so you can take some value out. Right, and these people are your resource people. It's not that they're the smartest exactly. It's not that they're the the one who knows everything. They just very specific to what part of your mastermind team are they bringing? You what, know, what are they t- bringing to the table? Something that we didn't uh, talk about uh, when we were creating the show notes here is that to to really be effective, I think you need to have some uh, pretty good self awareness, right? Because Absolutely. if you're going to contribute to a team. You have to know what it is that you have to contribute, right? Uh, prior to us starting this company, uh, Pipeline Insurance, I don't think that I really knew that I was a systems guy. Yeah. It took us getting into this and starting this whole thing out for me to figure out, hey, I can put a system in place for people to follow. Yeah, yeah. It's and f- I've I've gotten good at that. Yeah, and it's funny because it's not really sexy or exciting, <laughs> right? No. I mean, I, I build systems. Hey, nice to you, meet you. You, you, you know, but it 
you're good at it. You want to know what a, what a system is? I love this. What's a system? Save yourself time, energy, and money. Yep. <laughs> that's an acronym. Yeah, oh, you're a, right. It's an acronym. Yeah, it's a, but it's, you know, a system is nothing by, but step by step. It's it. It's it. Right? First, you take the buns. You put them on the, on the grill. Then you take the burgers. You put them on the grill. You take the buns off. Put the cheese on. Boom. You, Done. You know, do it I again. Mean, do it again. Over and over and over again. And it's got a timer. And every time that timer goes off, boom, 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 boom. Everything happens at the and same proper And it's all the order. exact same. And that's that's really what it is, right? That's what a system is. And that is. And that's what a you know a good company, a good business has systems in place. So that actually leads right into our next point. Who do you need on your team? Yeah, I mean, you need three types of people. Right? Three types of people. We need entrepreneurs. We need managers and we need technicians. So we're pulling this stuff from, uh, by the way, in case you ever want to read it, which is a great book if you're ever thinking about, you know, getting into business for yourself. It's called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Great book. Um, It's written in a nice little story way, so it's not super technical. You're not going to be adding and subtracting in your head or anything like that. (laughs) It's it's a great book about how to build a true, uh, I don't want to say a true business because it's really what it is. Whether it's small, big, major, whatever, it's building all the pieces to have your business, you know, be successful. So your your business isn't dependent on you; you're dependent on your business at that point, right? You're, right. you're working systems in place. So he, so Michael Gerber talks about three different uh, types of people. Types of people that are in the business: so entrepreneurs, managers, and technicians. And each of them has different values that they bring to the table, different core skills, different. Uh, points of views on the business now let me ask you this where do most business owners start in this entrepreneur manager or technician categories i think most uh i think most start as technicians right i think most business uh especially small business owners start as technicians explain so i i think they're the type of people who were doing the day-to-day operations Right. Uh, we used uh, Super Mario as a as an example before. Mario's a plumber. Right. Mm-hmm. Mario does good work. He's proud of his work. He loves the high quality finish. The the precision that he has in his job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He knows he can do a good job. He's the best plumber in Mario World. One day, his boss makes him mad, and he has a choice. He can take his great skills and he can go find another company to work for. Right. Or something pops in his head and he's like, I'm tired of working for people. I'm going to do it myself. Oh, there you go. And I think that's usually the most common thing that people uh, step into the business world on because they're trying to leave their nine to five job. Mm-hmm. They're either upset because they're not making enough money. They're either um, very proud of what they do and feel like they can go out and do it themselves, mm-hmm. you know, or, or they get fired, you know, or laid off. I think that's Anything really could happen. Yeah. I think that f- that fear of not having, you know, what's next or or that fear of um, how am I going to pay my next bill? Mm-hmm. I think that's the driving force that pushes them into it. I don't think most business owners go off and think, hey, I'm going to start my own business. Boom. And go at what's, it. What's that saying? It's something like uh, need drives creativity or something, something yeah, along those lines. It's, it's the fear of not having that next paycheck. Right. Yeah. I mean, most people have that fear and they're working. <laughs> Right, that next paycheck needs to be here like yesterday because you know I got bills to pay and you know because there's too much month at the end of your money. Too much month at the end of the money, and I think that's really what drives people into starting their own business. Right. Well, starting their own self-employed. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, starting their own job. We're hesitation to say the word business. Yeah, starting their own job, starting their own company, sure. That's true. Starting their own company, sure. Starting their own business, maybe not so much. So to really go into business as we define it, you need to have those technicians. You need to have those people who are amazing, excellent plumbers, right? Absolutely. Take pride in their work, you know, whether it's accountants or lawyers or, you know, IT personnel, whatever. Like, you have to have all of these people. The people who are the boots on the ground, the production. Exactly, the production crew. Thank you. Perfect. But that's only one part of the business. Right. A technician, you don't want the plumber to be handling the books. Right. Right? And the plumber doesn't necessarily know how to generate new business, how to go out and, and get new leads. Right. right, the plumber, he's the technician. He knows how to fix your toilet. He knows how to fix the sink. He knows how to do all the other good stuff that plumbers need to do, but he doesn't know the business. So, right. Who's that guy? That guy, that's the entrepreneur. That's the entrepreneur. That's the guy. That's the, well, if you're talking about the marketing, sales, the vision direction type person, yep. That's the entrepreneur, right? This is the guy who who doesn't see, you know, pipes and wrenches, but sees a fleet sees a process mm-hmm. sees um putting their name on a big building on a little building opening several franchises mm-hmm. right that's the entrepreneur he has a vision and he's working he's going to make changes within the within the company to get to that destination that he wants to get to continue to push the envelope to take the business to the next level that's a different mindset he's mm-hmm. the risk taker Right, he's the guy who's going to go out and say, you know what, we're doing it this way because there's a 85 percent chance that we're going to be very successful at it. Right, right. While the technician might see the same opportunity and be like, hell no, there's 15 percent chance that we're going to lose everything right here. <laughs> like, I'm, we're not doing that. Right. I mean, those are completely different mindsets. Right. But really, the technician kind of just wants to keep his head down and keep going to people's houses and fixing their plumbing. Right. He doesn't want to take any risks. He wants to just continue he, to do the same thing. While he wants the entrepreneur, to make sure that there's a job for him. Right. While the entrepreneur says, don't worry, I, I, I got you, but we're going to do it this way now because, you know, we can actually bring in, you know, I keep you busy potentially for, you know, right. We're going to move into, into this new area where there's not an established name yet. So we're going to move in here. But, you know, there's a chance that we could be sending you out. It's a further drive. And so we might not be making money on it. Right. And the technician's like, dude, everything's fine the way it is. Right. Don't don't change everything. Like it's working. Leave it alone. Just make sure I have a job tomorrow. Yeah, make sure I have Quit a job. Quit messing tomorrow. with me. Right. So, you know, the technicians don't always get along with the entrepreneurs because they have different mindsets. They have different activities. But both pieces are still part of your mastermind team if you're trying to build a successful business. Right. Right? So, uh, you know, both these pieces are still part of your mastermind team. And there's even one more. We're missing the you. The me? The you. The me. <laughs> you are what we call the manager and that completes our emt so we have entrepreneurs managers and technicians so what does the manager do oh, oh, I tell guess, me that's your job i guess i should tell you huh <laughs> um systems i said it earlier we set up all the systems we have to make sure that everything that the entrepreneur wants right everything that the visionary wants to see there needs to be a system in place for it 
right? If you want a fleet of vehicles, well, guess what? That fleet of vehicles needs to be maintained. There are drivers that need to be screened. We need to have a budget for gas. We need to have a budget for maintenance. We need to have a schedule for maintenance. We need everything, you know, uh, we need to parking. I mean, everything that goes into it, that's what the managers are thinking about. And I'm an entrepreneur. There's no way I'm doing that. Not a chance. You want to know what you're doing is thinking. You'd be lucky if you get paperwork from me. I mean, it's just uh, something that I don't want to do. I don't want to do paperwork. No, I completely understand. And that's, that is actually something that drives the manager crazy, right? Yeah, the fact that I don't want to do that. The entrepreneur doesn't want to do any of that mundane day-to-day stuff. They just want to think of the next big idea. How do we get into the next market? How do we expand? How do we grow, right? And it drives the manager crazy because every time you have a new idea, every time you want to do something new and expand to a new market or add this to the business or add that to the business or change it up to go this way, and that, every single time you do that, the manager has to create a new system for it. And it, it, yeah, I, I understand how frustrated you get. And then as, a, as an entrepreneur mindset, where we're thinking you have to change it. That's the only way that it's going to get better. Right. right? Now... A manager so, also has problems with the uh, technicians, right? I mean, yeah, okay, you have to deal with the guy, you know, who's making changes, right? Right. You have to deal with that guy. But what about the employees? Well, every time that the every time that the entrepreneur makes a change and I develop the system for it, I have to tell the technician to follow this new system. Yeah, and they hate you for it. Like, and dude, like, God, you're changing it on. again? Yep. So <laughs> managers and technicians tend to not like change as much as the entrepreneur because right. the entrepreneur doesn't have to actually deal with the change he just has to come up with a new idea right we're going in this direction now okay cool wait wait, wait we're doing what because <laughs> <laughs> the manager has to step back right i mean the manager has to really take a step back and be like okay it's going to change this it's going to change this this can stay this can stay this can stay this changes right you know and then go in and start making the changes and then once the changes are made teach the technicians to implement Right, exactly. I mean, just in in our own company, you know, one of the things that we recently had to change was uh, to incorporate new control measures for uh, quality control, right? And it wasn't something that we were uh, doing very well before, and so we had to put in the new system for it. And, you know, necessity breeds creativity, right? That's that's what I said. Necessity breeds creativity. You know, you just, you have to do it. It doesn't even matter at that point what the entrepreneur says. It's just this has to happen. But of course, the technicians don't want to go through the new processes, right? They want to continue doing business the way they've already done it. The manager's in this position that you got to kind of balance both. Like, okay, I get what you want, entrepreneur, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, technician, that we have to do this now, but this is the way it is. Right. You're the middleman and truly in the sense... You are the middleman. You're dealing with both <laughs> ends of the spectrum there. I had just right? realized, yeah, that's kind of funny. I'm a middle child. Maybe this is uh, pretty fitting for me. Yeah, you were in training since you were young, <laughs> I guess, right? Having to deal with both sides. All right, so uh, the E, the M, and the T, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician, all these people are essential. And that's one of the things that we as a, as a coaching program look at when you're talking about your business. And, and when tying it back to our initial concept, right, the mastermind team, part of the mastermind team is having those people around you that are the entrepreneur, the manager, and the uh, technician, but it's also other people 
right? So I mentioned earlier, you know, the, that I listened to uh, real estate coaching because we're, we're, I'm becoming a certified uh, real estate coach because that's the next direction that we want to go with, especially since we're doing the coaching program, right? Right. And so I listened to a couple different types of real estate mentors, people that have been doing it longer, people that have been successful at it, because I want to learn from what they have, right? What they have to offer. So part of your team is internally. The other one is externally, Right. So you need to figure out, I mean, read Michael Gerber can be one of your mastermind people. Yeah. Right. We mentioned Earl Nightingale. We mentioned Napoleon Hill. Right. We mentioned Albert Einstein. All these people can be part of your mastermind team if you dedicate that time to learn about what they did and how they did it and who they were doing it with to better your personal situation. Right. Right. Which brings us to coaching. You also need somebody there to help hold you accountable, to look at things from the outside to say, you know, what were your goals that you're trying to achieve here? And then keep you focused on achieving those goals, providing the support, not just the encouragement that, yeah, way to go, pal, good job, but really keep you focused on how you're going to achieve your goals. What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? And then hold you accountable to make sure that you're trying to achieve the goal that you set out for yourself. Right, yeah. And why? Because problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to do things the way you're going to do things because that's your mindset. I mean, we just talked about the entrepreneur, the manager, and the and the technician. And although all of us have pieces of each in our personality traits, we're heavier towards one or the other. Definitely so dominant since in one or another. Exactly. So since we're thinking that way, it's kind of hard to find a solution outside of our way of thinking unless someone who is outside of our way of thinking can point it out. Exactly. And that's where that you know that's where we that's what we're here for. We're trying to to encourage you to show you exactly what it is that you're doing already, and trying to open your eyes to the possibility that maybe what you're doing, although it may be working, could be working at a better level. Because I mean, that's what you got into business for, right? I mean, initially, that's what we were talking about. You want to either increase your bottom line, be a better investor, you want to be a better business owner, or you want to learn to be of service to more people. Right, because that's essentially what you're for, what you're in for business. And if you know, the more people that you get in front of, the more people that you can help, the more people that problems you can solve, then you're gonna cultivate your freedom by making more money. That's really what it comes down to. That's absolutely right. I so said how it. Do people do I said that? it in the promo for for a podcast, uh, uh, the one of the previous podcasts, and I said, you know, what 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 is the purpose of you being in business? And the purpose of you being in business is to be of service of, to other people. Right, right. But what's your business's purpose? Your business's purpose is to make a profit, right? But you, being you, you need to be of service to other people. And that's what our coaching program is going to help you do. We're going to help you look at your business and take take a different point of view, help you focus your efforts on the things that are dollar productive, the things that are helping other people, because that's what essentially you need to do to increase your bottom line. And hopefully we're able to, you know, open your eyes to that and, and help you generate, you know, some generational wealth. A, a true OPR business can be passed on, right? Yes, it, it can. It's, it's a legacy thing. You can you can send it to the next generation. You can train your um, kids or other family members or whoever you want to continue to run the business based on the systems that are created within it, right? Correct, yep. So, I mean, once you start building that wealth, then we can talk about starting to build that residual income. Because that's really what it's about. Your purpose in business is to is to be of service to others, but your business's purpose is to make a profit. And with that profit, you need to reinvest it into things that spit out residual income. Right, right. These are the assets that we're always talking about, the things that are going to feed you. Right. 
And it doesn't mean you don't work. Because I believe me, when you have your own business, you still work. <laughs> and you never really unplug, let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> you, once you start, and you, once you get bit by this bug, by the entrepreneur bug, it's like you're infected for the rest of your life. You sleep. So true. You think, you walk, you pee, you, you wake shower, up in the morning. and your business is in your mind no matter what you're doing. You wake up in the middle of the night and you have an idea and you have to write it down. That's just the way it is, right? So... You know, hopefully, you know, you, you start thinking about what you need to do to get to where you want to go because our coaching program is going to help you get there. You need to establish, uh, we need to help you establish goals. We need to help you get to where you want to go, but it really takes you to get off your butt and make it happen for yourself. Nobody's going to make it happen for you, right? You agree with that? Yeah. You're the, yeah. Uh, what's that thing that you always tell your kids? The only one that you can control in this life is you. You. You have a responsibility. You have the ability to respond. And right now, I'm giving you the ability to respond to what you want. You're the one who set out to build your business. You're the one who wanted to quit your 9-to-5 job. You're the one who wants financial freedom. I'm just here to help you get to what you need to do so you can reach your goals. And that's what our Money Coaching Club is going to help you do. So make sure you guys go to our website, www.csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And get to our page, click on the free coaching call, and then send us a little email. Make sure you have a valid phone number, and one of us will get in contact with you to schedule an appointment and get you going. The longer you wait, 20 years from now, it's not the things you do that you're going to regret. It's the things that you didn't do. So don't let another more time pass you by. Get on the website and get it going. I was going to say the things that they ragret. The things that they ragret. Not even one letter. Not even one letter. Not even one letter. All right. All right. So, sorry, I killed your atro. Nah, it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. Make sure you follow us on Facebook too. Join the conversation. Let us know what topics you want to talk about. At CS First is our uh, handle for Facebook. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Trades on the Road. That's all we got for you today. Peace. Bye bye. And I'm out.